Today is Friday, February 17th. The title for our devotional is Unity or Else. That title might be a little bit on the nose, but I think it's fitting for the context of what we're about to read. So again, this week we've been exploring unity in the church as the core of Paul's teaching on communion in 1 Corinthians 11. Today we come to a passage that has brought about a great deal of confusion in the church. So let's see what we can do to bring some clarity today. 1 Corinthians 11, we're going to read 27 to 34. So then, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. This is why many of you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you get together to eat, you should all eat together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home, so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment. And when I come, I will give further instructions. It is incredibly important that we read this passage in context, or else we can easily make some wild inferences. So then in verse 27 indicates that Paul is building these next few verses upon what he has said prior. Remember the context we talked about this on Tuesday. The Corinthians had been humiliating the less privileged members of the church. Paul rebukes them for this on the grounds and grounds his rebuke in the ordinance of communion and the cross, which communion points to. Taking communion in an unworthy manner then is to practice communion in such a way that demeans, disrespects, or otherwise humiliates other members in the covenant community of Christ. To do this is to sin against the very heart of the cross, the humble, sacrificial love for others, especially the underprivileged. Paul calls them to then examine themselves before partaking in communion. He goes on in verse 29 to explain what this examination is rooted in. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. So this examination is likely not a broad examination of whether or not they are in the faith. It is more likely an examination of their love and concern for others and their community. To discern the body of Christ is likely then to recognize Christ's self-sacrificial offering for the church and consider how one ought to also sacrificially give themselves for one another in the church in light of what Christ did for them. When we take communion then, we should reflect on our love for one another, forgive offenses, humbly pursue reconciliation where there are divisions. This is not just some pie-in-the-sky ideal either. This is integral to the kingdom community in Christ, because reconciliation is what Christ attained for us by humbling himself giving up his rights and privileges, and dying on the cross for us. So we ought to do so for one another. In verses 33 and 34, Paul gives them the plain solution that he is expecting of them. In light of everything he has just said, they should very simply all eat together. Wait to eat if you arrive early. If someone is hungry, they should eat a snack to hold them over. Such a simple solution, but it's rooted in not loving and caring for one another. Paul has connected their violation of communion to the judgment that they were now facing. Apparently, many in the church were sick and dying. That's what he means by falling asleep in verse 30. He reminds them that this is a form of discipline. The discipline is ultimately for their good so that they will not be condemned by the world. The author of Hebrews reminds us of this as well in Hebrews 12, 10 through 11. They disciplined us for a little while, talking about our parents, as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained in it. This is why, again, the COVID era was so devastating for the church. During the shutdowns and the mask mandates, Christians who were more privileged, that is those who 
didn't have any concerns or pre-existing conditions were demanding their rights to not wear a mask or gather together. Whereas those who were less fortunate, those who had pre-existing conditions or were concerned of passing COVID to loved ones who were vulnerable, were excluded. Instead of those who were more privileged humbling themselves and sacrificing their rights for the benefit of others in the community, churches were split in two. This was directly contradictory to the very heart and nature of the cross. In that time then, I think Paul's words would ring true, it wasn't communion we were taking. We were humiliating those who were less fortunate, despising the church of God, failing to discern the body. This revealing of the heart of Christians grieved my heart and still does to this day. In communion then, we ought to examine ourselves in the light of the cross. Are we willing to humble ourselves like Jesus, forgo some of our privileges for the benefit of those less fortunate among us? Or are we selfishly demanding our rights at the church? In all, our lack of unity and love for one another can bring judgment on the church, as this text reveals. This is a form of discipline, remember, but it's judgment nonetheless. This is serious business and not to be trifled with. Pursuing unity and humbly loving one another and giving up our rights for each other is something God is very passionate about, and as we've already said many times, is integral to this new community that is being created in Christ. As our loving Heavenly Father, He will discipline us, so we learn to live this way. Like all forms of discipline, we can learn the hard way, or we can learn the easy way. Let's try to learn this the easy way.